This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hi again. Long time no talk, huh? In July, I said that caffeinated changes would take a little hiatus, not realizing that it would be almost a full year. Here's what happened with me. I started and failed another blog and podcast. I had health scares. I celebrated milestones of friends and past episodes, including Jennifer Brantley, who started her own podcast. And in the spirit of full transparency, I thought I would release this episode in celebration of my friend defending her doctorate until I realized that she doesn't actually do that until next year. That's okay, because we're still celebrating the milestones. Jenna's completing her coursework this week, and that is a big deal. So while this episode may have been recorded last July, I think a lot of what she says is still relevant. I'm going to release her infinite wisdom despite her not defending this week. Enjoy. Isn't that cold? Okay, so that's a that's a summer trip. Maybe I can uh, get a conference out there or something. There you go. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, okay. we'll do that. I like it. All right. Three, two, one. Okay, I have Jen Riley with me, and she is, I mean, she is just the master of all things. She does, um, she's a teacher, or a professor, excuse me. She does the, she's written books, she volunteers, she does Toastmasters. There's really nothing that Jen doesn't do. Oh, and she's getting her doctorate, in case she's not in case she's bored. Um, <laughs> in the, my spare time. In your spare time, exactly. When you're not trying to put a roof over your dog's head. Um, yeah. So go ahead and list some things that you're really proud of. Just they can be personal, they can prof- be professional. What are you super proud of that you think people should know? Um, oh, something I'm super proud of. I have this really, really, really bad habit of accomplishing things and then just talking it out and forgetting about it. So this is actually a very hard question for me, but I've been trying really hard to get better about that. So one thing that I am extremely proud of is this self-love journey that I'm on to find value in myself outside of my accomplishment. So I'm really proud of myself for that. And uh, I'm actually proud to be a homeowner. Every single day I look around and I'm like, hey, this is kind of mine. So that's kind of cool too. Awesome. So you, you're a homeowner all the way. Like you hated renting. You love having your own house and fixing all that. That's your thing? I've actually never rented before. Really? Yep, I have never rented. I have never lived in an apartment at all. Um, I went straight from my parents' house to campus at Oglethorpe for undergrad and then uh, paid my parents' rent while I was in grad school the first time. And then I bought a house. I like that you said grad school the first time. So why yeah. don't you... <laughs> You went to Oglethorpe, and you majored uh-huh. in what? I designed my own major. It was communication and rhetoric studies with an emphasis in graphic design, business administration, marketing, and advertising. Uh, that's not something that a lot of people get to say, that they made up their own major. That's kind of cool. So where did you go after that? Uh, Georgia State. Okay, and what did you do there? I did an accelerated master's in marketing. Marketing. Okay. And then after that, where'd you go? 
after that, I I was in corporate America uh, between leaving undergrad and everything about eight to ten years. I was in corporate, and then I started my own business during that period of time. And then now I'm at uh, Kennesaw State University for my PhD. Okay, go back to starting your own business. What what was your mm-hmm. business? Is it still, are you still running it or is it on hiatus or, you know, tell me about it. Yep, I am still running it. Um, it is obviously not as active uh, based on everything else that I have going, but it's a consulting agency. Um, so I work with small businesses, entrepreneurs and nonprofits to help them rejuvenate their brand, uh, make their brand story make sense, kind of make it cohesive. I've done graphic design projects, website design projects, uh, social media, professional speaking, uh, teaching as far as like different seminars outside of a standard classroom. And then that kind of bridged me into the classroom, professional speaking, speaking circuit, competitive speaking circuit that I do now. That's really cool. So how do you, you're, you're getting your PhD now. Did you find that your business kind of needed a PhD or is it just something that you've always wanted to do? Uh, that's a great question. In 2011, when I finished my master's, I was kind of trying, I was a little interested in it based on, um, some marketing research classes I had had and, you know, I, I kept wanting to know more about what is this marketing research? What is this doctoral level research? How is it different from undergrad research? What exactly does research mean? And I did a lot of informational interviews with my professors at the time, and I read academic journals, and I was really trying to figure out a lot of the missing puzzle pieces because, let's face it, academia is kind of like a uh, secret that's dead in your face at all times, yet nobody knows what the heck is going on if you're not in the club. <laughs> kind of like the other 1%, um, but they're like <laughs> nerd 1%, so nobody ever knows anything. Um, and that was really frustrating to me. So, you know, I, somebody at Oberthorpe, I think it was like a class called Sophomore Choices or something like that, and they said, figure out what you don't want to do and then use that to help you figure out what you do want to do. So I thought about it and a lot of introspection. And I was like, you know, I really want to write books. I want to speak professionally. And I want to teach at a collegiate level. How can I do that? What's needed to do that? And a bunch of uh, assessments and stuff. And it kind of kept coming up, that theme of, being in front of the room and teaching people. And I like to call it the transference of knowledge. I can break down something super complicated to anybody at any point in time and help them understand it. So I was like, well, can I do all of that without getting a PhD? Because at the time, five additional years of school and being taken out of the job market that I had been in for quite some time at that point in time did not seem appealing. You know, a lot of traditional PhD programs, you have to up and leave wherever you are, go wherever the program is because they're paying you, um, even though it's about $18,000 a year, and you have to live off of that. That didn't sound appealing to me. Um, 
and I didn't really want to pack up everything. I had bought a house in Atlanta, and I was a little a little fond of the place. So I was like, well, let's see what we could do. You know, you it's it's a rule that you can teach one level below where your education is. So I said, okay, I have a master's. I could teach undergrad, basically. I could teach at community college for associate's degrees, technical schools, and undergrad. Um, so I did it, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, that was at Gwinnett Technical College up in uh, Lawrenceville, and I absolutely loved it. And then I kind of got lost in the whirlwind of, okay, well, should I get a PhD in education? And, you know, without having those credentials, I knew I would be stunted at some point in time. Um, you know, I wrote my first book in 2016, and I was like, well, check. You know, I got my first uh, paid speaking engagement in 2015. I was like, okay, we'll check. But it was still something missing. So I continued to do my research, and I um, connected with this organization called the PhD Project, which has a mission of getting minority students in front of the classroom, or getting minorities in front of the classroom as professors. Uh, that kind of, they don't take claim to the idea of, or the phrase that representation matters, but to me, that's kind of what their mission is, representation matters, getting minorities in front of the classroom. Um, so you have to apply, and then uh, they fly you up to Chicago for this annual conference, and they partner with something like 90-something schools, and they have like a like a school fair, and they split you up by discipline, so all the marketing people are together, our management, and it's really very transparent for the whole academic world. And at that point in time, I put all my research together with everything that I gained from that conference, and I was like, you know what, this is, I need to do this. Um, but then, let's see, I applied, and for the first time I applied to a PhD was actually 2013. Uh, and I was not accepted. And then I found out two years later that they didn't accept anybody because that's something that they do. You have, um, usually you have five students in a PhD program at a time, and they just didn't accept anybody because they just didn't feel like it for whatever reason. Um, but I found that out about two years later. Excuse me. And then the second time I applied was right after that conference, um, and that was for Kansas City, Missouri, and um, I didn't get in that time either, and then uh, I want to say I went, I had contracts, I was still running my business, I published the book, the first book, and um, I had gotten stuck back into corporate America, and it was draining the life out of me, and I had looked up some, like, certifications, and the company would pay for it, and, you know, that whole continual education thing, and then I stumbled across, I don't even know how I found it, but I found, I, I do know how, I was looking for uh, speaking engagement, and Kennesaw State has a small business association, so I was on their website trying to email the uh, leaders of that trying to see if I could go up there and speak to their audience. And I found the um, non-traditional doctoral program that they had. And I was like, this sounds way too good to be true. So I went up there and then their application process was drastically different from all the others. 
Um, you actually had to do a research paper as a part of the process. Um, instead of having the traditional, you write your essay, you send recommendations, you fill out your information, it was a five-step process. You had to go to this information session, you had to do a half-day seminar, you had to write a research paper. Then if you got past all of that, you got to do interviews, and then you were able to um, be eligible for acceptance. So I was like, this is good. It's a serious program. They're weeding everybody out, and I started that last spring, so I'm entering. I'm in my year two now as of uh, this past May. I am now a year two doctoral student, and it's been amazing ever since. I love it been amazing and exhausting i'm watching your i mean i watch your journey and i'm, I'm exhausted by everything that you yeah. do. so how what is your ultimate goal what's your greater plan if god were to ask you uh jen what do you want to do when you grow up anything you want what would it be uh, we talk about that all the time i have a whole book of the master plan um so <laughs> there are some professors that, um, you know, strictly stay in the classroom. Uh, they, you know, they're at teaching schools. That's what they do. They teach. Um, there are other professors that they rarely touch the classroom. All they do is research. There are some that, you know, do a hybrid of both. There are others that kind of teach, but the majority of it is research and consulting. And then you have others that you know, publish books and they go on Good Morning America and talk about their research and they go around the world speaking and they hold conferences and they work with doctoral students. It's a lot of options. And the quickest way to kind of let you into my vision is that I want to do all of it. I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I, I wouldn't, I, I truly wouldn't. So you want to do it all and mm -hmm. you've checked off quite a few things off of your bucket list. Is there anything that you haven't checked off yet besides getting the doctoral degree? I mean, that's coming, but is there anything that you haven't done yet on your bucket list? Oh, um, I want to fly in a hot air balloon. It has nothing to do with academia. Literally um, didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. But I really, really, really want to fly in a hot air balloon. And I am somewhat mildly obsessed with Copenhagen, Denmark as well. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm really big about building a life that I don't have to take a vacation from because I am adamant that I want to enjoy my life. And it's been my pattern. You know, my dad teases me um, whenever I start a new job because he's like, you have all, you, you know, if you're going to be leaving jobs like you do, you need to uh, learn how to do your paperwork on your own. And I was counting the other day and I passed 30 jobs <laughs> by 30. And, uh, it's just I, I refuse to settle in anything, um, and I, that 
that's my goal. I want to live a life that is something that I enjoy. I hate counting down the days. I'm not counting to Monday. I'm not counting to Friday. I, I hate all of that. And, you know, that's my ultimate goal, just to live a life that I can say, you know, if I touch one person and I somehow have managed to change their life, then I did what I was supposed to do. You know, if I can motivate somebody to do something different, if I can, you know, eat dirt and show somebody that you can do what you put your mind to, if I can be a brown face in front of a classroom that gives another brown person or, you know, I don't know, tan, whatever color they are, if I can promote them and and drive them by my mere presence of me doing what I'm doing, then that means the world to me. Like students that come up to me and, you know, they, I had a, a long conversation after class. And he's like, you know, I really admire, like, how do you balance all of this stuff? Just like, tell me your secret. And that, that's amazing to me because it's like, no, we're not talking about marketing. We're not talking about consumer behavior. We're not talking about advertising. We're talking about how you do this thing called life and how you make life your own, living a life that you can say that you're proud of, not that your parents are proud of necessarily, like is not living for anybody else but yourself. And that's not to say that you're being reckless or savage, but you're just proud of what you're doing and you're happy in what, you, what you're doing and where you are, and that's so important to me. I think that's that should be a general theme for others anyway to live a life that they're proud of but it's one of those things that's against the grain right like um the you don't count down till friday you don't count down till monday like i feel like everybody is working for the weekend or they're working for the day when um but that's a tangent for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes me really sad, but I know we I can't know. we can't solve it in a day. Uh, yeah, listen, world peace is coming. Just get us together. <laughs> so off the off your many jobs, and I can say that because I have mm-hmm. many jobs. Off your many jobs, what are you passionate about? Like, what do you what do you like to do when you're not hustling? Because that's what you are. <laughs> uh... That's really hard for me because I have to, other people have to slow me down and say, you know, stop. Um, I'm really happy that I did get a dog because she reminds me that the day has progressed when she comes back here. She's like, yo, feed me. What are you doing? <laughs> um, They're good for that. But in those rare times that I am in uh, relaxation mode, my brain is still turning and I love playing Scrabble. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Scrabble is my jam. Um, you know, I just, I like to buy myself incentive gifts uh, when I'm, especially when I'm in school, but when I'm going through something that's a little more challenging than normal. And when I finished up my finals this uh, spring, I bought myself the deluxe Scrabble board that rotates so each player can see it from the best vantage point and you know it has like the tile holders and everything I played on it for the first time either yesterday or the day before and it was amazing I love it that sounds so cool I'm gonna have to find that yeah I'll I'll link it to you so what is 
You mentioned the advice that you got in sophomore choices about find the thing that you don't like and then you'll find the thing that you do like. What is one piece of advice that has changed your life that you don't think, besides that one, that you don't think you'd be where you are if it would, if it wasn't for that? Does that make any sense at all? (laughs) It does. And I'm going to actually answer that in a quote. Uh, When I was writing my latest book, I realized that I think in quotes. But Alan, or excuse me, Albert Einstein once said that time exists so that everything doesn't happen at once. Mm-hmm. And I think that quote is single-handedly the best thing that ever happened for my anxiety. Because I can be a control freak and I want everything to happen in a regimented fashion and it needs to happen at the time that it's supposed to happen. And then the other thing can happen and then that thing can happen and then And I get lost in that. But, you know, slowing down, and I have to tell myself that quote almost daily, and slowing down and say, you know what, time exists so that everything doesn't happen at once. Everything's going to happen in the time where it's supposed to happen. It's all good. Relax. All you can do is what you can do. You are not in control of everything, you know. And that's another quote that, that brings another quote to mind, like, you can only control you. You can't control everybody else. So the way I approach life is that I'm going to be the most prepared person in the room. I can't control anything else. But if I'm prepared, that puts me at ease. So everything can be up in the air. All proverbial poop can be hitting the fan. But if I've done what I need to do, I'm only accountable to me. And I will be proud of myself if I put my best foot forward, if I did the best that I can do and I was prepared. And then everything that else happens, you know, the chips fall where they may. But all I can control is me and time exists so that everything that doesn't happen at once. I like those. I haven't heard those before. Um, is there you any- got to get the book. I know. I got to get your book. I'm slacking. <laughs> I got the coloring book. I feel like I'm... I'm- at least there, I have a coloring book. Uh, did it did it help? Do you like it? Does I do. It help I like relax it. you. I love coloring, right. so uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Jen, why don't you uh, tell them what your books are and where they can find them, and then we'll head on into the lightning round. Sure. So uh, my first book is Unlocking the Digital Code. And that is a strategic guidebook for how to approach social media from a business perspective. So it is not go platform by platform. Um, it is still relevant three years later. I just used it as a textbook in one of my classes. Uh, and it really shows you how to go about using social media in a strategic fashion. So that can be applied to any platform. The second book is the coloring book that you have it is um my ode to all of my uh, issues that i've worked through with my therapist the depression anxiety ocd all of that good stuff um it's a way to relax i selfishly designed the book for myself and then i figured i would sell it to other people because they might need it as well um an adult coloring book. So you can color and then it has motivational phrases that you're coloring. So you get motivated and you relax a little bit, you decompress and then you get rejuvenated to go back out there and get to it. 
And then the most recent book is Hashtag Keep Going. It is a motivational reflection journal where I give you 300 plus quotes for how I have kept myself going over the years. It was my 30th birthday gift to myself. And I decided to do it in decades. So it's 100 quotes per decade I've been alive. And it's split out into uh, the transformations that I've had over those decades. So it's the lotus flower is one chapter, phoenix is another chapter, and then the crosshairs is the other chapter. And I, I give you the quote, and then I give you my interpretation of it, and just for fun, kicks and giggles, the Scrabble lover in me gives you the word of the day. The books can be found at www.professorriley.com. And uh, if you go on there, shoot me a note. I'd love to hear from you. And all three are also on Amazon. Look at you, big writer, on Amazon. I like it. Okay. So is there anything else you want to add? Anything that we missed? Um, no, I, I don't think so. Just, you know, I think that I, all the readers or listeners, sorry, listeners and readers out there, you know, Whatever you're going through and whatever you are experiencing, live in that moment. I'm as much of an anal planner as if ever was one, but I think there's so much value in living in a moment and cherishing where you are on the journey to where you're going. I absolutely agree. I think that's, that's definitely something that I struggle with, with having anxiety and, you know, I am always going just constantly moving because I feel like if I sit and feel it, then I got to deal with it. You know, yep. that's great advice. Okay. Lightning round. It's fun stuff. It's nothing deep. Um, so the first question, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know the answer and I don't know why. The first question oh. is beach <laughs> or mountains? <laughs> mountains. Okay. I am a sucker for scenery. Okay. So it has and nothing to do my, with sand. Oh, yeah. I hate sand. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I hate sand. Yeah, I can't stand this stuff. Um, unless I have on the five-finger shoes, I won't go near sand. That's fair. I hate fair. it. Hate it. Um, but it, I started my career in photography way back when. So I still have a bunch of photography equipment. I still do videography in my super, super spare time. Uh, <laughs> but I mountains all day, every day, just for the scenery and the photos alone. Okay. Favorite color? Mm, this is a bit of a controversial one in the Riley household uh -oh. because I used to absolutely adore red, but now I'm a bit of a blue fan. <gasps> Oh my goodness, yeah. the scandal. Yeah, I know. I betrayed it. Like, you know, I'm, I've, as I've gotten older, it's just blue just sits better with me. It's just the calming nature of it and, you know, tranquility and, you know, red can be so abrasive sometimes. So you don't have to tell have me. To turn it in. My favorite color is blue. So <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. It, Welcome to the dark. It's side. a good one. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay. Brunch or dinner? Oh, definitely <laughs> brunch. I am a dinner at, sorry, breakfast for dinner 
scene. I love brunch so much. I hop, Waffle House. I cook. I'm, I might eat breakfast when we get off the phone. Like, I love breakfast. All right, all right. Fall or spring? That's tough because I have really bad allergies, so I'm going to have to go with fall. Which is funny. I have allergies, but they only happen in the fall <laughs> in Atlanta. Oh, that's that's ridiculous. When I'm in Atlanta, it's only in the fall. But then in the spring, we all know it just gets hot, and then we're just sad. So Yeah, it was like 95 today in Atlanta. I'm sorry. So, if, if it makes you feel any better, I'm going to North Carolina <laughs> Saturday, and so I'm going to be hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That you are. I just, I had to, um, speaking of home ownership, I had to, my AC unit was out for four and a half days. It was 90 degrees in my house. Yep. You know, that mindset, you got to switch your mindset. (laughs) I treated it like it was a sauna. I can't wait. (laughs) That's when you go, I'm in a sauna and I'm going to lose 1,800 pounds. It's going to be great. Yep. I lost weight and, um, you know, I put on my bathing suit and, uh, walked around and drunk <laughs> a lot of water. Uh, oh, poor little lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And sinker back street boys. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I hear judgment. I hear so much judgment. It's hard. I mean, you can't pass up bye 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 after the instinct. No. Yeah. And I mean, when they were it, I was a Backstreet Boys fan all day long. But now, all I think is Justin Timberlake. Yep. So I have to go with Justin. So I, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a a win loss because it's like I don't want to go with Lance, but I have to go with Justin. Yep. So, Books that. or movies? That's that's not a fair question. Um, I know. <laughs> books or movies? Yeah. Uh, feel free to judge me, but I'm gonna have to go with movies. I okay. am a movie aficionado. Love okay. it. Like going to the movies. It is the easiest way to get me out of the house. So okay, I like going to the movies, but. I don't like to watch them at home. So (laughs) I managed to make that a complex question. Yeah. iPhone or Android? Android all the way. Samsung. Yes. Yes. Yep. I cannot wait to get the Samsung Fold because having a phone that transforms into a tablet just sounds badass. It does, but the I don't care that it's $2,000. I just, I have to do it. You let me know how that goes, because the idea of folding I, technology and putting it in my pocket that's not a Kindle, uh, that's that weirds me out. And even the Kindle you don't amazing. fold, I guess. It's going to be amazing. I, 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 I'm a firm believer. I love Samsung. Oh, I do, too. I have the S9 Plus. You can't, <laughs> you can't tell oh, yeah. me. But I would, interestingly enough, I think it should be... Samsung versus Apple, not Android versus Apple, because I won't do any Samsung that's not um, 
I want to do any Android that's not a Samsung. I'm a snob too. It's fine. Um, what's your favorite number? This is for Izzy. She that's the question she asks everybody. Three all the way. Okay. And why? my second favorite is seven. Okay, why? So three is the Trinity. It's my okay. mom, my, my me, my mom, my sister. It's Alan Iverson's number. It's Russell Wilson's number. It is oddly symmetrical when you have something in threes. You know, you have a stool and nothing is even without that third leg. It's just, it's an amazing number. And seven, because it's for all the same reasons as three, really, but it's also just, it just looks really cool. But then when you multiply three times seven, you get 21, which is my third favorite number. (laughs) And as it being my third favorite number, it's in the position of three, which makes it so much better. And they're all divisible by each other. It's, It's awesome. I just love them. Yep. Jen, I, I, you took that to a whole nother level and I love every minute of it. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a whole, I have a whole thing. I, I yeah. will have to tell Izzy that one. That will just blow her little mind. <laughs> she's, she's going to look at me like, what? And for once, she'll be quiet. It'll be a new thing. I'm just, every oh, time nice. I need to be quiet, I'm going to call Jen. <laughs> be like, yep. I, uh, <laughs> tell her to uh, start a blog. When I had my little cousin uh, back in three years ago, he yeah. had um, he had to write a blog while he was at my house. So if he wanted laptop time or TV time, he had to write a blog post to get it. I'm making Izzy learn cursive. Oh geez, but That's it, almost a lost art. She, I know. Well, she wanted to do it, and so, but now. You know, now that we have the workbook and everything, she was like, well, I, you know, this is hard. I'm like, guess what? You, you chose it. So mm. we're going to keep on it. That's tough. 15 minutes every More day. More power to you. My, she- uh, my scribbles. You saw the, you saw not my signature in your book. It's scribbles. Yeah. I saw your scribbles. I saw <laughs> your scribbles back in college. Yeah. They've gotten worse. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's because you don't have time yeah. to write anything out anymore. Nope. Okay. I tried. I tried. <laughs> coffee or tea? Definitely tea. Can't stand coffee. Hate the smell of it. I've literally only had it twice in my life, and once I was 11. Well, already then. I don't have any follow-up questions for that one, so I'll just ask you <laughs> dog or cat. <laughs> I do not drink. I don't touch the stuff. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Malika Whitley from Oglethorpe yep. uh, came in super clutch when I was pulling all nighter for a paper, and I had not eaten, and she thought that was preposterous. So she Uber eats. She how do you even say that? Uber eated me <laughs> some food. Uber delivered. And she inc- yeah, there we go. And she included a coffee in the order and I thought that was so sweet of her that I tried it and it was a struggle but I only I only ate it simply like I had three sips of it and it was torturous I will never (laughs) do it again I duly appreciate her effort and attempt but I am a tea drinker all day every day 
I'm just going to say this now, and you're probably going to take my Southern from me. Blech. <laughs> I do no, not. No, 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 no. Not, I don't not cold tea. Hot tea. Uh-uh. None of it. It's all just, drink. it's not worth it. I don't drink, uh, I don't drink cold tea, actually. Sweet tea is Unless it's an honor Palmer with some uh, Crown Royal in it. Let's see. We, we, I'll drink some of that. Uh, on another note, uh, okay, dog or cat? Definitely dog. I'm definitely allergic to cats. I will die within an hour. You want to know a secret? I am not okay. allergic to cats, but I've convinced my daughter that I am. And so nice. she knows that we will never have a cat because mommy is allergic. <laughs> so. That's a good move. But I we go can't over, stand the thing. We go over to my friend's house, and she has five cats. And Izzy's like, "Mommy, why aren't you itchy or sneezy?" I'm like, "Cause I'm just not touching them." <laughs> One of these days, she's gonna yeah. catch on. It's it's coming. I feel it. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna she's gonna catch that. Nope, I love the puppies. Yeah, I do. I mean, my puppy just joined us. Hey, little lady. She's come back. I don't know what she wants. Food. <laughs> Probably. She's a fatty. Oh, they're all fatties. All right. Well, that's all I have. I appreciate you coming on and talking with me. And, you know, everyone Thanks. everyone that's listening can find Jen's books on Amazon or ProfessorProfRiley.com. Is that what I remember? ProfessorRiley.com. Professor Riley. See? Yeah, I spoke the whole thing out. Professor Riley, two R. And if you need some super inspirational quotes, she is on Instagram, and that handle is at Prof Riley, right? Yeah, Prof. Riley. Dang it! I'm trying. <laughs> this is a good thing. I'm not it's stalking okay. you. That's, I mean, this is where I mean, the bonus yeah. is. No sweat. All right. Well, thank you, Jen. I appreciate it. All right. You guys have a good one. My favorite part of this interview was Jen's persistence. Did you hear that part? She tried and failed several times, but rather than giving up, she pivoted her anxiety in a constructive manner and tried again. She created a coloring book. She ran her business. She wrote another book. She made it happen. This episode is being released in a trying time. The COVID-19 pandemic has left people without hope and hurting. My hope is that you take away something from this interview and the ones in the previous episodes. I'm not sure what the future holds for caffeinated changes and if we'll continue this format, but I appreciate you listening nonetheless. Should you need to contact me, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And as Jen mentioned, you can reach out to her at ProfessorRiley.com or on Instagram at Prof.Riley. Here's to our future being brighter than our present. Y'all stay healthy and stay safe.